0: what's up guys here with you with fc wonder kid episode 100th of my days with Mm -hmm. my guy Mm -hmm. brenton how are you
1: 100 100 100 the century mark has been hit and it's as if uh kevin de bruyne and uh and son Uh, knew exactly what was happening, right? When we were recording this 100th episode, because I think they both hit century marks uh, in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Son had his 100th goal, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And Kevin De Bruyne had his 100th assist, uh, which obviously makes, or is it more than that? I don't know, but... Anyway, pretty amazing stuff Mm -hmm. in the Prem, right, 100th in the Prem, and and the fastest there to boot, which we'll talk about, but uh, my goodness, I can't believe it's already been 100, and all I can say, Alex... Here's to hundred more.
0: Ah, there, that's it. Factus right there by Bretton. And please, if you're listening to episode 100, do not forget to like this video and show the love, okay? Episode 100, people, go bold. And what a bold matchup that was between Liverpool and Arsenal. And Arsenal yep. and Anfield showed their great football played by Arteta. But Anfield's atmosphere. Club said that it is false, and I gotta respect Club by saying it. But I'm gonna blame the fault of the no transfers in midfield. Maybe he had a decision in that. But oh my days, what a game it was! Oh, gotta it. Was, start
1: with that. It, it, it was and and Arsenal. Uh, listen, Arsenal's in first place. We get that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool is not having the greatest season, but the history, the history here was always on Liverpool's side when it comes down to this. Uh, Anfield is a fortress, especially when it comes down to Arsenal visiting Anfield. (laughs) 2012-2013 was the last time that Arsenal were were able to give their supporters three points and take three points from Anfield. So for them to expect to come in and steamroll over uh, a, a Liverpool Uh, That would have been, I don't know, I I guess naive or, or, I don't know, wishful thinking. Uh, But but yeah, I, I believe also in like nine games, the last nine games, Arsenal had conceded 29 times to Liverpool at Anfield. So when you put it in that perspective, a two-two draw is not necessarily that bad for Arteta's <laughs> man,
0: right? It's fucked. It's fucked. And Arteta's <laughs> man seen motivated at all times. And I love how the group, the Arsenal yeah. team, plays the best football in the Premier League because the group understands themselves so well. The the group knew Shaka was gonna get into heated moments with Trent mm. and everyone. Everyone stood ahead of Shaka. That shows how United, the chemistry of Arsenal, is top, top. And I got to say, look at the front yeah. three with Gabriel Jesus, Saka and Martinelli. Saka goes bold at all times against top six. And Martinelli, whoo, mm-hmm. he is the top Brazilian. He's got the most score, uh, most goals scored by Brazilian players in the top five True. leagues with 14 goals. And Vinicius Jr. is going bold too. So uh, the yeah. offensive power of this Arsenal team... Made by Arteta. That's what I gotta yeah. give credit. Made by Arteta, the whole of this Arsenal team, Captain Odegaard, trust in Ramsdale, trust in Ben White, trust back in Shaka. No one yeah. would have trusted Shaka. Arteta Fair. did. So Arteta yeah. is the reason why. So I want to Well let, let's back up for a second, too,
1: because yes, Arteta, you're right. Arteta is the reason why, yes. but on the day. On the day, I'm going to give a little love to a guy that I have called overpriced, to a guy that that at one time we could only think about the transfer fee that was attached to his name. He had not yet proven himself in the Premier League, and that is nobody but Aaron Ramsdale. True. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale saved Arsenal in that second half. Aaron Ramsdale not only saved that penalty, he, on top of that, delivered two wonderful world-class saves um, for them to walk out of there uh, well for them to potentially preserve what we thought might have been a win but for them to at least walk out of there with one point, um, and at least a chance uh with manchester city closing uh this late in the season so i gotta give uh, as much credit as i most possibly can to aaron ramsdale but you also mentioned Gabriel Martinelli mm-hmm. and i don't think we've done a little bit of a you know an exposé on Gabriel Martinelli but for those of you that you know know the name but don't know the history of Gabriel Martinelli mm-hmm. Arsenal plucked him right from relative obscurity from Ituano i don't First even know division. if i'm saying that right exactly from Ituano in Brazil before he had even played a professional game okay and on top of that on top of that um, they they watched him and they have given him the chances that he has uh, has obviously won this uh, this this club over. He is now above uh, 120 caps. He's got 85 starts to his name and he's now got 50 goal involvements uh, for Arsenal. And this is it's funny because we're looking at this and we're saying this is the breakout season, mm-hmm. um, I guess. But 14 goals, four assists for Gabriel Martinelli. And whoever scouted him, and his name is Francis Kajijao, I guess is how you say his name, or Cagigao, um, deserves uh, all the raise. I don't know if he's with Arsenal any longer, mm. but he deserves all the money in the world because Gabriel Martinelli was the reason why Arsenal got out to such a hot start in this match. And he's done it multiple times this season. Oh. Um, so for a guy, it, it, it's just very, very impressive stuff. Um, and and what a fun game. What a fun back-and-forth game. Um, and it's only going to make the, uh, the upcoming Arsenal-Manchester City
0: meeting that
1: much more interesting.
0: That is the matchup of the season. Especially yes, with is. the title contention between the two. So, people, yes. ooh, I want to see that. And mentioning what you said, if Gabriel Martinelli comes in with that excellent scouting report that you mentioned, the mister, it's with the approval yeah. of Edu and Arteta. Uh-huh. Edu, Edu at the time. And I'm gonna say yep. the Arsenal culture is the, the Arsenal col- culture is succeeding because of the past presence of players. Okay. You have Edu Sporting Director, you got Merte Sacker, acad- he's, the, he's, the, he's the academy manager of, of uh, <laughs> at Arsenal. And you got Arteta, that is the manager. Players that know this Arsenal team and played at the highest level with Arsenal. So that's why in my reason in my opinion uh Arsenal are going very bold this season. So I wanted to take yeah, my credit it, to that. It, uh,
1: and yeah. once again um so the the, the man that I mentioned, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Francis kagigao uh he also if I'm not mistaken is the person that scouted Mikel Arteta ah, back whoa. when he played for the club.
0: Whoa! Yeah.
1: That, that man, uh, whoo. He's, he's responsible for Ces Fabregas. He's responsible for, I believe, Alexis Sanchez. Um, he, he has done a number. I don't know if he's still with the club. In fact, I think he is like technical director for the Chilean Federation now. Um, but, uh, and I think actually Adu gave him his walking orders, uh, mm. back when, when they were going through this, right. He needed a refresh, needed a refresh, but it didn't matter. Martinelli. Martinelli is there because of this gentleman, because they do um, believed in the scouting report of this gentleman. Um, and uh, Martinelli, I think, will go down or should go down as one of the best scouting jobs um, in the last few years in terms of where he was plucked from. Uh, and then he was just given the opportunity uh, over time. And a lot of people actually wanted them to push Martinelli Uh, you know, faster. They wanted him in the 11 faster. They wanted to see more of him, more of him, but they were patient with him, patient with him. And my goodness, has he become one of the biggest difference makers for this Arsenal team um, all season, time and time again. So uh, today, if I haven't spoken about Martinelli uh, enough this season, for any of our uh, listeners and readers and whatever, uh, this is my mea culpa. Gabriel Martinelli is the real
0: deal. With no injuries, one of the best players no. in the Premier League. That's why yeah. he's got 14 goals. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Arteta knows. Arte, Ar- yeah, oh, he does. 21 goal involvements. Sheesh, uh, no, 20, He's got
1: 18 goal involvements oh. in the Premier League alone. So he's he, that's that's still pretty good. And well, um.
0: But talking about the uh, Premier uh, League uh, alone, we can talk about the yeah. competition that Arsenal is facing. Yeah. That Man City beat. They're scary. Okay, 4-1. They're scary. Four one. And, and it's, yeah. you're saying he, he, they're scary. For me, yes. he's scary. <laughs> Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland yes. has 30 goals mm. scored in the Premier League. Only 10 people had ever done that in one season. Haaland, the yeah. 22, has entered the talk of something that I can count with my, with my hands. That is insane yeah. in the history of a game that has played for years. The beautiful game. Yeah of football. Haaland is a generational not talent right now player. He's getting to the generational player category at 22. With 200 goals scored in his career too. This is the Champions <laughs> League uh, owner in the making uh, if he beats Bayern Munich. Oh Everybody wants to see it. But in the Prem, like he's just arrived. Debut season, 30 goals. 44 yeah. goals in all competitions with Pep Guardiola. This man is developing. He knows where to be. And he's the most hated goal scorer in football. I've never yeah. seen a man score 40 goals and still get hated. Haaland yeah. is that guy. So keep going bold, Haaland. I'm going to say that.
1: Well, it, it, you're, it seems like you're you're actually painting him as a uh, Lionel Messi and a uh, Cristiano Ronaldo
0: a type in the future. Like Guardiola said, of finishing. In the f-
1: in the future, because, yeah, because um, if you are hated, um, re- like respectfully hated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because you're clearly doing something right. Fuck. Um, and Erling Holland for certain, is doing something very, very right. I mean, he has scored more goals individually this season in the Premier League than, I believe, eight Premier League squads <laughs> have managed as a team, okay? And I believe one of those uh, teams that he has, you know, outscored individually— uh, has spent five hundred million plus uh but we don't need to say their chelsea. name because we'll probably talk about them they a little bit striker yeah, chelsea
0: they needed a striker uh, they do. now now they yeah. must be thinking look at those bonus fees for agents <laughs> they oh could my have gone gosh. No, it's... I'm joking I still think he would have gone to City because that was the but best like, decision.
1: Here's the most ridiculous thing about Erling Holland. Mm. He obviously thinks he should have like ten more goals and he's also not wrong. True. He leads, (laughs) he leads by quite a bit. He leads the statistical category of, you ready? Big chances missed, right? Um, So (laughs) Erling Holland, uh, you know, by his own standards, I bet feels like he should have 40 goals in the Premier League um, this season alone. But to be honest, it doesn't matter at all whether you rack up two, one being a beautiful bicycle against, you know, Southampton. None of that matters because that stuff needs to be spread. That goal scoring needs to be spread and it needs to happen every time he comes out. And if he doesn't score, they've got eight wins in a row now in all competitions. They've got, uh, you know, the momentum, all of the momentum heading into the end of the season. They've got that date circled coming up really quickly uh, versus Arsenal. Um, Erling Holland needs to be big on those days because if it doesn't happen on those days, 30, 30 goals isn't going to really mean anything to him for the season. Or 44
0: it really in all competitions. Yeah. Or 44 in all competitions. In the, man- yeah. with, with, in the Champions League. So, it's true. and I'm going to say, mm. helping hurling Haaland, it's not just Kevin De Bruyne, we'll, I'll mention forward. It's Jack yeah. Grealish. Jack yes. Grealish is going bold since the international break. He's got four yep. goals scored and five assists. And this man, for Man City with Pep Guardiola, he's developed a lot in the second season. First season he, he was hated asked. because of the price tag, but right now yep. we all understand why he came. But no, I I, yep. I don't want to say 100 million still just doesn't justify. It was still doesn't just justify, uh, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: he, he's on his way there. He's uh, on his way there. I mean, you, you, I, I don't know if 100. See, that's the thing is, I almost feel like 100 million can't be. Justified. I mean, I think Holland would be pretty dang close if they actually spent $100 million on him. Oh, but they so didn't is. spend $100 million on him.
0: And so for uh, me, yes. I'll, I'll talk more with Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, cannot,
1: you cannot say that right now I with them with a losing... It. With them with a losing record, you cannot say that. With them uh, with four wins in their last 20, absolutely I, knew, not. You'd I know he like was that. not a part of that. I, knew, you'd like I, 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 I am saying Enzo Enzo can be on his way, but come on. You got to see Enzo, a little success before you – he has not justified it just
0: yet. No, but I can say, Enzo, if you watch Chelsea, like I know you yeah. do, like you can say that he's yeah, of the course. best player on the pitch for Chelsea. So Sure, Enzo, but that's not saying much right now. Uh, it kind of is, if you see the quality. <laughs> He's oh. got quality, man. I, I, but we'll talk more. He about It definitely Chelsea has quality. We'll he definitely has quality. About... But yes, let's
1: talk about let's talk about Kevin De Bruyne, right? The uh, real yes. orchestrator oh. here, because I'm not. We can't forget him, and sometimes I forget to talk about him. And by all intents and purposes, okay. Like Kevin De Bruyne isn't having his best season on the record, right? Mm. Um, And and yet he is now the fastest ever in Premier League history um, to reach 100 assists. Took him 237 matches, which if I'm not mistaken, is exactly 56 less than it took a certain Cesc Fabregas. Okay who I believe was also scouted by that Francis uh, Kagi Gal guy that scouted Gabriel Martinelli. But, Man, that guy's got a good track record. <laughs> but um, Fabregas
0: started in the Prem since he's 16, too. So Kevin De Bruyne came true. later. Yeah. So that shows even mm-hmm. more greatness. Oh, my. <laughs> but he did and great, great. He did compete.
1: And greatness it is. Greatness it is. But you, you, Okay, so he'll likely... He needs, I believe, two or three more to overtake um, Frank Lampard. And Wayne Rooney, so he's in fifth place all time in the in Premier League history. Hmm. He needs two more to overtake Lampard and Rooney, um, and I think he's not going to get eleven more assists by the end of the season, but maybe he will. I don't know. Cesc Fabregas is then uh, that's that's who he'd be um, getting, and then I think it's kind of a stretch for him to get Ryan Giggs um, at hundred and sixty two assists in the Holland. Premier League. but
0: Holland, Holland can make that happen if he stays... He could make that happen, you're right. Seasons. Like, uh, I think, I, <sighs> I really, I'm going to say this. I I really think Kevin De Bruyne was one of the greatest yeah. Premier League players I've ever seen in my life. Midfield? Yeah, no I, doubt in my yeah. mind. I put him next to the talk of Scholes, Lampard, Gerrard. I might say he's the best assistor out of the three. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Gerrard, for me, is the most complete. It's my favorite. But Kevin De Bruyne... Uh, insane a sister insane and if man city win the four premier league titles in five seasons look how many premier league titles kevin de bruyne has too. four four to his record he's the reason why that happens and look at the departure look at the boots that kevin de bruyne had to fill with david silva look at those boots he filled them up and became one of the greatest players in the Premier League too. And Gundogan was always involved there too. And I said in the last part, but I'm going to say it again. Gundogan is one of the most underrated midfielders ever. Okay, No, in the last decade. In the last decade, in my opinion. His involvement with Man City. (laughs) Like, how good of a player is he with Guardiola? He's the Guardiola perfect type player. Technical. Knows the game so well. He reads the game so well. And for Dagmannschaft... Crucial too. So I wanted to say that.
1: So where's his next step then for
0: you? I I, I look Barca. Good I on. see the Barca interest in him to get him as a free yeah. agent. Would I be surprised that deal happens? No. Would hmm. I like it? Not not too much. I'd like him to go back to Dortmund. I think yeah, Dortmund be nice. beats Bayern, bringing the the back the the players that want that want that legacy at the club. Humos wants okay. it. Boys wants it. So. They'll be going maybe, so good come back.
1: Their biological clocks are ticking, so yeah, you need to get that band <laughs> back together if you want something to happen there. But listen, De, De Bruyne, what makes De Bruyne and, and his record so interesting, right? Mm. Um, n- not only him hitting the century mark on, you know, FC Wonder Kid episode 100, he called us both to tell us that, that that's what was going to happen, right? Um, no, uh, Kevin De Bruyne has also... Been in the league, right? We know he was with Chelsea. And then he left. And then he established himself elsewhere. And then he came back, right, and did this. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's above him currently, Ryan Giggs, Cesc Fabregas, Frank Lampard, Wayne Rooney. Mm -hmm. Right? They're all Premier League for the majority of that time. And then I know Fabregas left. Hell, Fabregas, I think, might still be playing for Como as he finally retired. No, but but No. (laughs) Okay, he's still at Como. There you go. Still kicking. But when it comes down to it, it it just it's so much so impressive the consistency er, everything that he's done and I think yes you're absolutely right um at least since you and I have been watching um I, I don't I can't think of a, a more well-rounded player uh and a more consistent player that's been in this league in the last 10 15 years. So
0: that's both that's bold. so it, man since we're we're hyping it up we're hyping it up so you're more inclined sh- to who right now just out of curiosity I'm more
1: Right now, City looks like a beast. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Uh, the, the 2-2 at Anfield, I actually think, is a good result for Arsenal, even if they feel like they, they lost an opportunity. Um, but Manchester City, the way that they're steamrolling people mm-hmm. uh, in the Premier League is what scares And uh, And in all this me.
0: conversation, we don't even say Mahrez, Phil Foden, no. Julian Alvarez. No. Mar- that in, if right. they were in other teams... Right. most likely will be would be we would be mentioning them yeah. a lot more
1: maybe. Mahrez, Mahrez had an off game too, but it was Southampton. I mean, yeah. they
0: should have steamrolled
1: them. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, you know, I think Mares is is probably more than likely a guy that winds up being the difference maker mm. um for Manchester City on the day uh versus versus Arsenal. But Some... I, I don't know right now, I'm going in that in that man to man in that team to team matchup first versus second. I think I'm going to take Manchester City winning.
0: (laughs) What? And then Arsenal loses the title. Because that would be a huge win psychologically for Guardiola's man. Oh, man, that's bold. But if you're enjoying this video, don't forget to like (sighs) episode 100 here on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify and Apple too. Oh, mentioning uh, disappointing and all that. I got to say, I watched that Tottenham Brighton and I was very, very... (laughs) Very disappointed with the refereeing. That was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in the Mm -hmm. Premier League with refereeing. Unfortunately, I'm not going to say in my life because I see some Portuguese matches have bad refereeing too. But the Prem game was very, very bad in my opinion. One of the worst. But there's
1: bias. There's bias in the Portuguese matches. There's not bias in this (laughs) particular game. Although, I'm going to admit, I guess I am now a Brighton fan because I... After watching that game, I, I was I was physically annoyed. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I'm not normally one to scream conspiracy mm-hmm. or whatever. That was just bad, bad refereeing. I mean, to miss one, to miss two, to miss three. The Matoma um, penalty, and then uh, yeah, the Matoma penalty, the handball that didn't look like a handball to me that would have been given it. elsewhere. Still there was so it. so much. It yeah. But it had everything. That's for dang sure. The De Serbi, Stellini, yeah, the red cards. Who the heck knows what the long time. Stellini didn't involve uh,
0: himself in it. He was literally. Still red carded. It, it's still red carded. <laughs> like the, the ref came to him. He didn't know how to react. So there's a huge penalty that Mitoma oh, should man. have been awarded. And then you see yeah. Stellini leaving the pitch when he's not even yep. involved in the altercations with De Serbi. Insane. <laughs> I know he's Italian, <laughs> but come on. It's not a disagreement yeah. between Italians. <laughs> like, come on. You think,
1: do you think it was De Serbi, like, pointing at him, saying, I'm probably going to take your job? I'm probably oh. going to take your job. Spurs coming for De Serbi maybe? I don't know. Um, I think, honestly, oh. he's already shown enough, in a you know, with Brighton that, um, yeah, they better lock him down uh, and make sure he, he doesn't – Look, uh, there are gonna be a lot of people giving him a call. Look, if uh, I am Totson to, to,
0: sorry, sorry. Yeah. If I am no, no. I'm giving a call to Nagelsmann, Luis Eric, yep. Zidane would just yeah. pff, refuse the call. <laughs> Graham Potter right now. I think Graham Potter would be interesting. I think every fan right now would be like, Okay, Graham Potter at Tottenham? Understandable. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, I, I could see I could see Graham Potter, him happening. I'm not. I'm going to say that. If I saw Vilas Boj once in the past, oh, which I consider Vilas Boj, he was a mastermind, okay, of a manager. He had all yeah. the coaching licenses at 25 years old. That's a genius people, okay, not Portuguese bias. Sure. Like, yeah. I could see Graham Potter being a choice, and especially being English. So, I just wanted to he, it, that that is that,
1: that is interesting and that is one that if it wasn't following directly Antonio Conte I would almost say like Mourinho. there's no truth no truth to that whatsoever but I almost feel like yes uh, I don't know the the big name the big name guy uh that's already been done by Spurs fans I don't know if they want this you know Conte has worn them thin. Um, so I, I actually could see some Potter love maybe there. Oh, I don't know. Well, in I the don't past, Tottenham
0: th- got, got Mourinho, got, like you yeah. said, Conte, got uh, Andre Villas-Bush, three managers yeah. that were at Chelsea. I could yeah. see Graham Potter True. being the fourth one. Maybe I'm forgetting yeah. a fifth and a sixth, but I really could go see get, Graham Potter.
1: <laughs> go get Lazio's, uh, go get Mauricio Sari. right? Bring him oh, back. <laughs>
0: We're going to mention out for. Oh, but yeah, man,
1: he's do- get, he's got him in second place. I don't know how many uh sigs he's gone through while he's uh, been doing it, but my goodness, sorry's uh sorry's
0: not saying sorry over in uh in Syria, but but, hey. but for but, Tottenham, but, but, like this was an important yes. win though. Like 2-1 win to Brighton. I know the refereeing's still yeah. bad, and you mentioned yeah. Son. <laughs> Son yeah. became no, the goal. first Asian player to score 100 goals. In the Premier League, that is huge. history in the making, and Son will be a huge influence for years to come for the Premier League in the Asian market too. So, absolutely, congratulations to Son, an ambassador yeah. of the beautiful game in Asia. So, thank you, absolutely.
1: Son. And and um, the, I think the refereeing for me, the refereeing <laughs> for me, bothered it to the point where it also overshadowed yet another awesome game. By Matoma, Cairo Matoma had. A, he's just he's a force, man, um, an absolute force, and and it kind of uh, kind of um, watered down what has happened with him in the last couple fixtures. He just became the uh, highest scoring Japanese player ever in the Premier League history. So you're talking about two Asian footballers here, one South Korean, one Japanese, uh, both showing out uh, for their respective clubs, um, and Matoma. I don't know how you keep Matoma. Uh, in a Brighton shirt uh, for too much longer, unless of course Brighton gets extension, gets European football, right? Or gets European football. If, uh, if, if I Brighton... mean, are we are we looking at the possibility that Brighton becomes like a perennial top sixer, top sevener, top uh... eighter? That none of that makes sense because y- y- you've got McAllister, you've got Caicedo. It yes. almost seems as if they have convinced them that they should be staying long term. Uh, somehow the Serbia has turned Sali March into one of the more consistent footballers in all of the premier league. Okay. He's mm-hmm. fourth in the premier league and big chances created Sali March. And then you've got Matoma coming out of nowhere,
0: uh, they spent peanuts on him. And, and this guy, like, something. and there's something to be a top team yep. in the premier league, like a big example, Newcastle, they're the best team in the Prem with defense. Brighton, mm. in my opinion, have a solid, solid center back partnership with Levi Colville and Lewis Stunk there. Solid. Mm. The Lewis Stunk for me is so underrated, Bretton. For yes. me, one of the best center backs in the Premier League. I would have yep. loved Southgate give a bit of love and would have just gotten one selection. Okay, one mm. selection. If Maguire's there. Just give one selection to Lewis Doug. No But well, you, what I mean you, to-
1: you can only you can only have one, Alex. Dunk or Tamori.
0: <laughs> Who who's he gonna give love to? Tomori should he should give love to Tomori. Yeah, Come on, Champions probably. League man of the match. Oh, I'm Champions League man of the match. It's him giving games. But uh, Lewis Doug with Brighton coming back. The Brighton list yeah. of players, you see Solly Marsh, you got Lewis yeah. Doug, you got though. you got McAllister, huh? McAllister World Cup winner. You've got uh-huh. Evan Ferguson, one of the best Irish talents I've ever seen, okay? Levi Colville, yeah. excellent loan. Like, oh, uh-huh. I, excellent decisions at the club. And the Zedby yeah. being the manager. So I'd uh, say uh, Brighton is a top-ten club, no doubt.
1: Good, good, because <laughs> I, I agree with that. And I actually think that, that they're, am- they're a little more, or they're getting to the point where they're going to be more ambitious because the, the next gen is already there. I think another year, another season of Roberto de Serbi with Julio Enciso. Oh. um I have liked what I have seen so far with his transition into the Premier League um and, and he hasn't played too much with them but he got his first goal the other day mm-hmm. um and I I really believe that not this season but next season you're going to see a big 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 season uh from another Paraguayan that is not named Miguel Almerón
0: Argentinian buenas um, so, buenas buenas Buenos Oh, yeah. no, and buenas
1: yeah. buenas 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 Big strides. Already made his debut. I mean, that's the thing. Brighton signs him, and then they play him, man. And they've got others that can come back in after season's on loan. Um, and they're not just buying them to flip them, although maybe they are. Uh, but you've got Denis Zundav, who hasn't done really anything for them yet. You've got uh, Simon Adingra, who's been big for saint who you'll see in the Europa League um, quarters. Uh, so there's just a lot of great, great stuff, and I don't know who said it. I don't know if I agree with it, uh, but somebody out there said Brighton is the best, uh, most well-run Premier League club. Um, and depending on what your metrics are, I, I don't, I don't really know. But I love it. Scouting. I just love how they're run. I love it. And and if I'm going to go to the 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 to England right now, um, to be honest, going to a Brighton game, it's not tops on my list based on all the places I got to get to. But it's getting up there, man. I want to go to a Brighton game. I really do. I want to go. So I consider me a fan.
0: And to go with your argument of say like of someone saying that the best Premier League club organize, or best management of a Premier League club mm-hmm. is a Brighton. Like the contention with me is with City, obviously, uh, throughout the years, sure. obviously great decisions and Newcastle sure. now. And I haven't seen Early. City like recently without Guardiola yeah. and Newcastle yeah. without Eddie Howe. But Brighton had to be without Graham Potter. It that be yeah. answered our question, so it's but, the manager. But, but listen,
1: but listen, only one of those three, only one of those three did not receive a ridiculous capital injection or is owned by some sort of a you know shady entity, if you will. Uh, and that have. would be that would be Brighton. Um, so oh, Newcastle,
0: well, 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 yeah, okay, yes, well ju-
1: just meaning New- Newcastle is obviously owned, and you know, they're, they're, but yes, their yes. their early day, uh, not redemption story, but their early day kind of uh, the early days, early returns are very good for Newcastle United. And um, and, and, and and wait, hold on, like because that's a great segue. Mm-hmm. What are they with five five Premier League wins in a row? They dispatched Manchester United, and then dispatched, I believe it was renford yes Brentford. um over the weekend so my goodness you got alexander izak already i think he's got eight goals and nine premier league starts now um you can start and and i think we can probably say it together right now um newcastle united is going to be playing champions league football do, do,
0: do you really believe in that i do oh talk to the main going bold <laughs> yeah i believe in it well alexander I, I, isaac with seven premier league goals in 12 games like mm. that's the start of of the right decisions that you were mentioning with seventy million that was spent, and that's something that Brighton wouldn't do. Like that's yeah. what I just wanted to mention that. But Isaac doing that, Botman being there, Pope, yeah, I I I think Newcastle top four. I still nine games. Is it eight games or nine uh, games? I don't. They're, <laughs>
1: on, 29. they're on twenty nine. They're on 29, So nine nine games, I believe.
0: You know, I think United will will get the top four. I think Man United gets the top four in my opinion. Uh, so you put Newcastle ahead of Man United for the top four.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I would.
0: I think I would. Um, so the best defense in the league. That's true. That's a valid point, and they're going bold with that. Mm. But they're I only d- getting
1: be- they're only getting better. I mean, I
0: I. I, Who will they I sign don't to? know. I, I like this. Is what I gotta say. So. Top mm-hmm. four, the, mo- the team that I'm most curious to get top four is Newcastle. Why? Because, mm-hmm. yes, they have the best defense in the league, like I'm saying, and they're going to spend, spend yeah. a lot of money. And I want to see how they spend it. Will it be, again, Botman, Brungi, Maranich, Isaac, smart uh, business decisions, or will they just go bolt because they have isn't Champions it- League football?
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. But, but isn't it funny that we haven't really even mentioned Anthony Gordon? at all in any of this. It's like, I forgot. Eddie L's right call. But at the same time, I mean, what this, this, this kid, this kid, I don't know. I I saw a video of him. I mean, he's, he's looking less and less like the, uh, okay. You know what? I'm not even going to comment on it because frankly, he's a young kid. He's, he's trying to get his lay of the land, but my goodness, they overpaid for him. Uh, Uh, Everton in my, in my opinion, made the right deal getting the 40 million, for him oh, to leave. Well, Boom. Everton did there you get go.
0: <laughs> Everton did get a 2-0 loss too. Like Yeah, they uh, did to, they did get United. that. So Everton
1: but, Everton if you want one positive piece of news, you won that transfer. You won that transfer by by letting go of Anthony Gordon. But yes, you're you're not winning fixtures, which uh is probably what you'd rather be doing. But they won, stands, Sean right? they won
0: Schondach. They won Schondach in all this and I think yeah, Schondach will did. be the reason why they don't get relegated because things were really going down down the drain with with Everton. So Man United did win two nil uh, against Dude. Everton, and in that game yeah. I gotta say Man United are desperate, desperate to sign yeah. a striker. Now yeah. it's more and noticeable than ever. they're doing it, Osimike, Kane, yeah. gosal Ramos, Gosal yeah. Ramos is going bold every game for Benfica. <laughs> Come on, Man United! But just except the last one. Well, he except score. the last one, he did score, but he didn't oh, go hundred okay. percent bold. <laughs> but he <Gotcha>. did score. <laughs> but listen,
1: like but yeah everton right now uh, everton without jordan pickford is already a championship side <laughs> hey onana uh, though I, no i'm joking <laughs> uh, yeah onana onana wasn't that great against uh, wasn't uh, that great against united but but yeah jordan pickford saved them time and time again um and you know what if anthony could hit the broad side of the barn uh, that game probably would have been five zip i can't tell you how many times was it bruno sending those those through balls Mm-hmm. uh just burning Ben Godfrey uh Anthony you have to give him some credit for getting on the end of it for making the run oh. uh for getting one on one versus Pickford uh but my goodness if they can get Anthony and they can get Sancho uh even 20% more incisive than they are currently uh mm-hmm. then Manchester United will will get outright Champions League football um but but until then, right, you know, that game, I looked at it, and I, I get it. I see incremental growth in Sancho. Uh, he did supply and assist. Um, I, I did see great, great, great hustle and and great uh, vision in some respects or intelligence from Anthony. You're just missing that finishing product. Mm-hmm. You really are, and you got to expect more, more from 170 or 180 or whatever it is collectively they've invested in both of them. Um, but that's the only thing they're missing right now. True. And I'm not gonna I'm not here to say Garnacho is better than Anthony right now, or Garnacho is better than Sancho right now. To be honest, to be a, a world class club again, to be a Premier League contender again, you need all of them to be able to hit the same gear at the exact same time. Mm. You need Garnacho, you need Anthony, you need Sancho, right? Mm. Uh, or you need somebody that's gonna actually do the job. But it just it is of like all the goofiest stats out there in this in this realm, in this Premier League season right now, it is the fact that David De Gea is somehow leading the league along with Nick Pope in clean sheets with 13, okay? Because when I think of Manchester United season right now, I think of a 6-3 loss to Manchester City. I think of a 7-0 loss to Liverpool. I think of a 4-0 loss to Brentford. I don't think of 13 clean sheets out of 29 because the other 16 games... And a loss to Newcastle, yeah. Because the other thirteen games, or the other what is it, sixteen games, mm-hmm. Manchester United have conceded thirty-seven goals. Thirty-seven goals.
0: Ooh. It's it,
1: a- absolutely ridiculous to Ten me. So is um, get
0: more defenders. They need they need options yeah. when Kizmeto's out. Like, look at the yeah. amount of goals they must have when Cosmito ain't there because of McTominay. Yeah. And w-
1: what do you think about this? Like the Rashford injury, if that's groin. Uh, which it looks to be groin. Um he's going to be out a while.
0: Garnacho has to step up. That's the moment. Yeah. It's the moment that comes from necessity and I hope to see yeah. that. Uh, Garnacho or Sancho? Sancho that. Yeah. I could see Sancho having his moment now. Now's the time for yeah. Sancho to go bold. But mentioning go bold, it's now's the time, now's the time for change, now's the time for this. My last topic here in the Premier League has to be has to be Chelsea because the disappointment Ooh. Keeps on happening, and a one yeah. nil loss to Wolves now. Like, oh my days, Lampard. I cannot. I if I'm just gonna it's... say this: if James Corden had to yeah. say, and <laughs> who the manager of Chelsea is with Frank Lampard, and I'm seeing some outlets saying that's the biggest. It's ridiculous, and it's and it's embarrassing for Chelsea fans to see that. Just the news, yeah. just the suggestion that James Corden had, had, had something to do with the decision of Lampard being the Chelsea manager should be repulsive for Chelsea managers, it, uh, Chelsea it, fans. It, like, I, I, I it, just can't think right with that because it's ludicrous. Ludicrous. It, it, He's a West Ham fan. Like, what? Yeah, it, it reeks like
1: – it just reeks of not desperation – I don't know. It, it, and to be honest, I'm Todd Bowley. this is all Todd Boley's mess. All of this. Everything. He spent too much. He brought too many people in. He made too many bad decisions. And Frank Lampard is just another symbolic or whatever. It reeks of symbolism. That's what it is. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. When, when it comes down to it, Frank, Frank Lampard is going to do absolutely nothing. Nothing for this club except... Uh, milk them of uh, a couple more dollars. That very clearly, Dodd Bo- Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley is completely willing to spend for no. I, I just don't understand. Academy players and- maybe. And and, and academy players, there's no way to the first team anymore. I mean, I'd rather, you're in 12th place, you've got a losing record, you've got who? You've got Manchester United, you've got Arsenal, and you've got Manchester City ahead. On top of that, you've got, somehow, (laughs) still a Champions League, a Champions League visit to the Bernabeu ahead, okay? And um, I'm looking at this and saying, like, you've already lost – Every one of those young guys that you you decided you were going to spend a little mon- money on, right? Like we've all forgotten about. Why am I forgetting his name? Ooh, uh, the
0: Villa kid. Ah, uh, the Muj- uh, Garn- yeah, Mudrik's Muj- already getting. Yes,
1: Carney Ch- Ch- um who was, uh, yeah, Villa kid. Um, and and then I look over at Aston Villa, which is actually run well. You had Stevie Gerrard. You had Unai Emery taken over. Uh, for Stevie Gerrard at Aston Villa, they had 12 points in their first 13 games, and with Unai Emery, they've got 35 points in their next 17, behind only Arsenal since he's taken over. Um, they're up to sixth place in the table, and guess guess who he's using? He's not using new players necessarily. Mm-hmm. He's turning Ali Watkins into one of the most informed strikers in the league. True, right? He's actually coaching. Mm-hmm. He's coaching. And he's also turning Emiliano Martinez into one of the better goalkeepers in the league. I'm not saying he wasn't from what he did with Argentina at the World's Cup, but he hasn't been that way in the Premier League just yet. And recently, he has been very, very informed for Aston Villa. And they don't, he doesn't care. Unai Emery doesn't care that people aren't talking about them. In fact, he probably likes it better that way. Mm -hmm. And here they are marching up the table, right? And you look at Chelsea and everything just seems like a stupid sideshow. James Corden sideshow. It's a sh- it, all that crap is a sideshow. Frank Lampard, I I almost feel bad for Frank Lampard because it's a sideshow. Fucks. It means nothing. Fucks. You're bringing back a guy. It means mu-, mu bring back Mario Melchiot. Bring back Dennis Wise. I don't care. Bring back some other Chelsea name. Bring back Didier Drogba and let him sit on the side. I don't care. Nobody wants that. You want to know what they want? They want three points. They want coach. They want three points. They
0: want a coach. They want a coach. They They need. They need resolve. That's what Chelsea needs. The players don't have resolve on the pitch. The players they have quality, but they don't have resolve with Chelsea. There's no real tactic in place. And this is what's gonna happen. Tuchel came because the problem was Lampard in the past, and it was different Mm -hmm. management. But now Tuchel is the problem. Then he sucked. Then Mm -hmm. now. We have uh, Graham Potter is the problem then. Yep. He's sacked. Lampard yep. is going to be seen now as an interim, but he might be seen as an interim problem straight away, and he might. And I'm not going to say he's going to be sacked, but he's, he might leave in bad terms too. So yep. if Dushel work, didn't work out, Graham Potter didn't work out, Lampard it doesn't seem like it's going to work out, the problem yeah. is going to be pointed at the management at the top. So, Todd Boyley yep. might be getting into a huge mess that he can't fix. So, I hope yep. that, the best, that, that, that the next Chelsea manager is the best decision of this man's life, okay? Yeah. Because the reputation is on the line. Todd Boyley's name is talked on Twitter more than anyone, okay, related to Chelsea. Why? Yep. Because he's the main reason why they succeed or they go to failure. He's the owner, <laughs> so let's see, let's see. I'm not confident. I'm not confident, Breton. Dude, like you, Harvard's lo- Doesn't look good. Gallagher no. doesn't look good. Cucurella doesn't look good. Yeah. They're not coached. They're not coached. Start with Potter, and I, I yeah. hope with Lampard they can be. But I'm not. I'm not hyped. Felix. Yeah. Enzo. Mudrik. Ballers. Yeah. Ballers. Yeah. Okay. These yeah. are three ballers in my opinion in this Chelsea team offensively. Enzo at Benfica we saw this season. Mudrik at Shakhtar we saw. Now João Félix we see if we see uh, Chelsea without a striker. How does not Chelsea have it? A- I would play for Fafana, man. Fafana, yeah. he's good enough already. He's better than yeah. anyone that's there. Better than well, how? Certain- he-,
1: but- he certainly wasn't the problem versus Wolves. Um, Fafana, uh, I, 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 I. I-, I-, I- really boils down to something very, very simple here. It was too much, too soon. Too many people, too many players, too many personalities, uh, too many thoughts. Uh, I mean, you might as well paint Todd Bowley as a millennial or something, because or Gen Z or whatever they say, those people that have uh, little to no actual attention span. Because it seems as if he has no attention span. Because he didn't work in concert with anybody to bring any of these players in. At least it feels that way. It feels as disjointed as I've got this money burning a hole in my pocket and my goodness, I'm going to go out and what? And, and to be honest, he's done the players a disservice. He has done the players a disservice by literally just stacking a roster. And then uh, like, it's, it's like, uh, getting puzzle pieces from eight different puzzles. Mm. You can't put one puzzle together. If you've got eight different puzzles represented in all the puzzle pieces, it's impossible. And that's what it feels like. And I don't feel um I hope it's optimistic. A
0: table, I hope yeah, it's a exactly.
1: I, I don't feel that it as optimistic about the next manager coming in and being like, you know, this is just a quick fix because it doesn't seem like a quick fix because there are a lot of people that thought the whole roster needed to be blown up, not even a month removed from the Champions League final win. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are a lot of people that still feel that way. What the heck are you gonna do?
0: What the heck are you going to do? I think every manager that Todd Boyley interviewed would have rather taken over this team at the start of the season. Well, have a preseason. And it's understandable. Why? Just like Barca, just like PSG, Chelsea too needs a clear out. A clear out of players. More (laughs) Chelsea than all of the other teams. Chelsea needs to sell a ton of players because only 11 can play. Only 11. (sighs) And I'm sure Julian Agos must have said that. Luis Enrique must have said that that they have to have to exit a lot of players, and they can't do that in April. It needs to happen with a preseason and with a transfer window right there. So I think Graham, uh, I think Todd Boyley must have thought, okay, I'll get Lampard now. So it's like, let me see who he gets next. That's why I'm mentioning all that because I really yeah, think well, it was mentioned by the managers. I, I right. think it was a necessity. So, like really? Nagelsmann saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me I come here and that's it? No. I need to manage personalities. I need to have a hand in who stays at least, okay? I might yeah. not like Havertz. I might not like this guy. I might not like... We don't know. Like Nagelsmann has played a lot of these Chelsea's players nonstop. And Luis Henrique, too. Had a pl- he had a plan, supposedly, and Marca reported. He's got like a profile yeah. for every player when he was with... So... What I'm saying is, all every top tier manager is aware of this job because of the salary yeah. that comes with it too, above 10 million salary a year. Mm. So they will have a plan. The Chelsea job. So I think every manager suggested that they will coach after um, after the season ends. So with a preseason. So that's why. yeah. Well,
1: Chelsea fans <laughs> listening, I I, w- I want to be more optimistic, um, but there is no doubt that amidst. Amidst all of those footballers you have on that field, uh, there is a team there. Um, exactly. Uh, uh, there's there's a reason why I'm not paid the big bucks to to weed that out and figure that out. Um, so I I hope that the next uh, I hope that the sideshow stops mm. and the real footballing um, decisions start to actually get made here. Uh, because that I think you know if you're a Chelsea fan and you're watching that Wolves game, oof, Bro. that is
0: just. Bring back Levi Colville. Levi Colville starts. And yeah. <laughs> players like him at the back when Thiago Silva ain't there. Like, the, I ain't yeah. seen Shkukurel at center back. Are you saying right. Gaga Slonina, Premier uh, League start? <laughs> I could see Gaga Slonina getting a loan next season. And that would be important. <laughs> yeah. In the Prem, that would be a huge, huge thing. Championship would be a great decision. I, but ending Chelsea on my you. end is I cannot... Yes. I cannot agree with the comments. Not because I saw him at Befica in Portugal. Enzo Fernandes <laughs> overrated or Enzo Fernandes flop. Enzo Fernandes <clears> is the best thing on the best thing that happened to Chelsea this season. And I think long term, it will be shown. Okay, it will be shown. Enzo Fernandes is a world-class player in the making. I'm going to say that. And crucial. Like, Argentina wouldn't have won if Enzo hadn't started in those games. Okay? Yeah, I'm not well, saying same I'm- level of importance to Messi. But Enzo and yeah. Alvarez, if they didn't start, Messi had his World Cup in jeopardy. Okay, Lautaro wasn't okay. there. Okay. I'm going to say uh, it. No. Yeah, Alvarez got uh, four it. goals, and they were, they were crucial, but Messi was the best player in the competition. Don't get me, people! But. <laughs> yeah, oh, you you, but you, can, you.
1: you can say it, but it's just the price tag. And that price tag is always going to follow Enzo Fernandez around. That's For the rest of his footballing career, the same way it will with João Felix. The same way it will with Jack Grealish, the same way it will with, you That's know, anyone else out there. But I am in a complete agreement with you that Enzo Fernandez, I don't know if he'll ever justify a hundred million, but I am in complete agreement with you that Enzo Fernandez is a world class footballer. Mm. I am in complete agreement with it's you. It's just so when fun. you start ascribing when you start ascribing a a value to it, um, it's it's so tough. And and I just think Todd Bowley spent funny money. Um, when it comes down to it. And, and to be honest, as of right now, he's probably got only one win. It's one win out of all those transfers he made. It's true. One win.
0: And Enzo's value comes like of, of the place and the time that he was bought to. I agree with that. Or- Just like a water bottle if you buy it in an airport or in a coffee next to your, next to your house. The price. Or in different. the stock.
1: Or in the stock market when you're buying <laughs> at the top. You're supposed to buy at the bottom, Todd. Not at the top. He's buying at the top. Enzo um, will stay but- at the
0: top, though, Bretson. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Enzo will stay at the top because I believe Enzo will be one of the bre- best midfielders in the Premier League in the next five years. I'm going right. to say that. I be- Because he's Enzo is in the Jude, is in the Pedri, is in the Camavinga? At least in my end, he's in that talk, yeah. okay? I okay. put Enzo in the top under-22 midfielders in the world, in that discussion. Yeah. And if I'm mentioning Good. this,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: if I'm mentioning this, uh, I, we can lead up to Real, no?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we can lead up to Real because, my goodness, what a weird Jekyll and Hyde week for them.
0: Oof, that was that, that was a, a weird up and down, up and down. Yes, but was. one thing's for sure, Kareem the Dream. When he's in Ramadan season, he just did the first, like the, for the first time in his career, a back-to-back hat trick. And oh my yeah. days against Barca, of all teams, Ay, that's yeah. historic. Copa del Rey, 4-0 win from Real Madrid. Vinicius Junior 2, best Brazilian player right now, no doubt in my mind when I say this Vinicius Junior Masterclass 2, like a legacy. When he does this with the Real Madrid camiseta. Eee.
1: Yeah, and, and then and then Real Madrid met Samuel Chuqueze. They met <laughs> Arian Robin reincarnated. Not that Arian Robin <laughs> has passed away, but my left goodness, foot. Chuqueze, that, that 80th-minute left foot screamer curler, whatever you want to call it, uh, just so poetic and so great. But listen. I don't understand how Real Madrid, how Carlo Ancelotti and Real Madrid go from beating, Mm -hmm. and and I don't just mean beating, and yes, Barca played a whole lot better than the scoreline says, right? But beating Barcelona for nothing at Camp Nou, midweek, to put their foot, not put their foot, literally book their ticket to the Copa del Rey final, Mm -hmm. and then return and lose a 3-2 match to Villarreal in which Samuel Chukwueze took over. And that first goal was as nice as his his second goal. That first goal, he juked, I think, Nacho Fernandez. Who was that? He juked who, whichever center back that was out that's of true. his boots. And then he just placed it. But I don't understand how that happens. And that's part and parcel of this Carlo Ancelotti to me. It feels like Carlo Ancelotti has his, like, one foot in the exit and, mm-hmm. and one foot still at the Bernabeu, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really quite understand it. With that said, though, with that said, that 4-0 win versus Barcelona was absolutely ridiculous, and I-, I think Xavi is is trying to minimize it in order to maybe keep the um, the level of focus high at Barcelona because they're going to win the La Liga title, and they're going to do so in stunning fashion, and they're going to do so with the best defense in the league, and they're going to do so because of Xavi and the players that he has given the chances and expected all of this from. Nobody can take that away from them, okay? Mm -hmm. But also, you can have two things here. You can have two realities. That reality of them kicking the crap out of La Liga and beating Real Madrid to a pulp in La Liga. And then you can also have the fact that, yes, they were completely substandard when it mattered most. In the Copa del Rey semifinal, when they literally beat them at the Bernabéu, and then they return home and lose four nothing to in front of their own fans. Okay, Xavi should not discount that. He should take that on the chin and say that is fuel to get it done in La Liga. Instead of saying, you know, well, everyone thinks we don't, we're not having a good season. No, Barcelona is having a good season. Anyone else that think that that that's wrong? They're having a good season. They could have had a great season if they did the double.
0: Well, I don't think, I, do, I think no Barca fan will think they're having a good season because of the Champions League campaign. Especially what? seeing Real Madrid. Like, I say yeah. this because I see Porto and Benfica. Like, Porto fans, yes, they won. I'm going to talk more forwards. But they ain't yes. happy seeing the success of Real in the Champions League, Barca fans. True. And when they get 4 0 defeat in Copa del Rey and they're going to win the league, Barca, and they see Real mm. still in the Champions League talk. For the world and the outside perspective, they think that they're seen as the diminished club next to Real Madrid winning the Champions League. So, yeah. I, I... Xavi... I, I'm going to mention Xavi first, but I just want to say one last yeah. thing with my Real talk. is For yeah. me, it's scary. Scary that Vinicius Jr. this season has 21 goals scored. okay, yeah. And he's still developing at 22 because... His best season, last season, he had 22 goals scored. And in April right now, he has 21. And last season, he scored in a Champions League final. What better yeah. than that? What better than that? You know? So, yeah. and who's, who assisted was Valverde. And I want to say, it. man, Valverde, Oof. if you punched, Valverde, if you <laughs> punched that Alex Baena, because he remarks, your unborn child, Mate, I'll I'll say I understand. I understand the act, yep. okay. Well, and so I just wanted to say that, Valverde, you got my support because speaking about family, that can happen in any circumstance like that. It's embarrassing, well, listen, okay? Embarrassing. There, there, there's two possibilities here, right?
1: The one that Alex Bayena wants you to believe, which is, oh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And that just simply means that Federico Valverde was waiting in a car park to just punch somebody for no reason. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, Based on how Fede Valverde has conducted himself throughout his professional career, my guess is that it wasn't for nothing. And yes, I am in complete agreement with you, Alex, especially as a father of my own. Uh, (laughs) if, If those were, in fact, the comments, I would likely be waiting in the car park uh, well. with him <laughs> to punch him in the face, so, yes. That's... Uh, <laughs> I do not condone violence in any way, shape, or form, but my goodness, come on, you know, call him a butthead or call him something, but don't go after a family member. That, that, that don't go that, after, especially a child.
0: It just that hmm. just shows, man. Maybe he studied that. I like it's just it's just sickening to think of the possibility, honestly. But yeah. so, yeah, that's my mention and. And I too, I want to I partially disagree with you, Bretton, with Carol Ancelotti, though. I think Ancelotti's okay. just honest. I think he's like, okay. I want to be at Real Madrid all my life until I die. <laughs> but, but Brazil have contacted me. Brazil have contacted yeah. me, people, okay? It's happening. But honestly, if Champions League happens again with Real Madrid, mm-hmm. th- that they have an easy fixture with Chelsea and Lampard, Benzema, yeah. I see talks already that he will stay another year at Real Madrid. Look, I'm seeing the last dance. Maybe it's not the last dance of Modric, Kroos, and Chalotti and Met him all together. We might be uh, seeing more of it. So let's yeah. wait and well, see. Y- but
1: Well, you know what they you know what they say about superheroes, right? Superheroes <laughs> remain superheroes long enough to become the
0: Villain Villain. <laughs> so mm. I uh, but that's an interesting one. And now with Barça, <laughs> now with Barca in my end. I think mm-hmm. I agree. The Bar- Bar- Barcelona fans need to understand one thing: the rebuild is still up happening. Okay, in my opinion, I think they mm-hmm. got the manager right. I think they got the defense right, but I yep. think they need better substitutions, substitutes, mm-hmm. and they need mm-hmm. a, a better wingers. Okay, so the Barca rebuild is still happening. They sorted out the defense. They sorted out the manager transfers. They yep. got the majority rights. They got a striker. That it's very important to get if you're a top team, but they need better substitutes and they need better wingers to be a world class Champions League team, in my opinion. I think Ferran, I think Rafinha, and Enzo Fatih, uh-huh. I see these three names. They, we can do a start bench sell with them three, and I would always put <laughs> Fati in form with no injuries, okay? So I hope he stays. I hope he, Fati stays of- and Ferran and F- Rafinha leave. I'm going to a lot of
1: caveats there, though. He's got to be in form, and he's got to be healthy as well. And but no, I, I agree with you. Ansu Fati has shown a lot. But I think, I think most Barca fans want, the, want this uh, Vitor Roca deal to get
0: yeah, over That would it. be great. That would be a great that deal, Vitor Roca. I don't know where don't the money is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, being there, like it's, it's insane. But I want to say this. I want to say this. Mm-hmm. Barca, to Barca full potential are completely yeah. dependent on Pedri. Pedri yes. is absolutely yeah. key if Barca are going to win the Champions League long-term. And Xavi knows it. You can see when Pedri doesn't play, the whole team plays so differently tactically. The fluidity is not the same. Pedri's importance is immense. I wanted to give that credit to him. World, his, I, already imp- world class, his, I already say world-class. Yeah. I already say world-class midfielder for Pedri at 20, b- Breton. I already say it. Uh, yeah, I already I mean, consider I, I, I'm, him. am
1: I don't, ha- I don't necessarily have a- an issue with that statement. I would agree with that. Okay. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and I would agree that there is an outsized... Uh, I think that's a problem in and of itself, that there is an outsized um, reliance on a 20-year-old midfielder uh, mm. for Barca's Special. continued success or to get over the line. Because let's be honest, without Sanz Pedri, right? Without Pedri, they did beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. They just couldn't get it done at camp now. So that could be part and parcel to the fluidity. It could be the tactics. It could be um maybe without his his uh his fulcrum in the midfield, uh Xabi might have even made some tactical decisions wrong. Made some things
0: wrong. Right. Lewandowski um, has to come back so much. It's ridiculous. No, no, yeah. Like Lewandowski yeah. some given moments I'm like thinking like chill out man. Like the ball will get to you. <laughs> and Pedri gives that like and I why do I say world class Breton because the list of yeah. comparison like okay Modric ageless Modric I can't say um, Pedri is better than Modric okay but if I was to uh, pick on a stock long term I'm getting getting Petring, I'm picking Pedri and Pedri oh, yeah. like midfielders again not mentioning Modric different category I can't see any center midfielder I'd pick ahead of Pedri yeah hmm <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. no i had i modric i know modric is a different breed not a different not even Enzo, not even enzo for me pedri is the best center mid behind um modric and it's so ridiculous to say like Hmm. jude bellingham is the one leading up in this discussion too and he's under 20 i
1: i am i'm I am going to say it. I mean, obviously there's caveats thrown out there about Pedri too. He's got to be healthy.
0: Like um, offensive mid and 10 midfielders. Yeah. I know the discussion is different. I get you people at home. You must be, I De, Bruyne, Rodri De we're talking specifically center mids. Like the yeah. position itself is very different now. 4-3-3 yeah. is not a 4-3-3 when it was Xavi and Iniesta. <laughs> Football's yeah. changing. So wanted to say that.
1: But, but you would also agree that Barcelona is not going to have the Barcelona. multitudes the, the multitudes of success if mm-hmm. they have to continue their over-reliance in a, on a 20-year-old midfielder. 100%. I mean, that, Barcelona is okay, so dependent th-
0: on Pedri yeah. and Ronaldo A 100% yeah, dependent so on these two players. Yeah. The Champions League, so they, they, they need
1: They need depth. They need a roster, which, which plays back to your your point that, yes, and I agree with you, that the, the rebuild is just happening. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like, you know, Subjecture? he hasn't been around. I don't even know. How, has he even been around a full year yet? Two years. A little over two years. Year? I think two years. Years. It's you been half, two years.
0: One year and a half. And that's what I mean Yo. with all this. Like, the transfers, Christensen, right transfer. Yeah. Like, I know the wow. January transfers, that was a bit of a, okay. That wasn't the best, maybe. But the ones in no. the summer? You can't. I, I. I really. I'm a huge Xavi admirer. I'm a huge admirer of what's happening in terms of decision making from the top. Because Kristensen, you don't sign centre backs like that for free. Left-footed centre back. Only Barca can do that. And it's underrated well, that no one's talking about the importance of Kristensen. And being the best defense in the top five leagues. Barca's. Yeah, but then but, but,
1: but then again, if we're talking about Chelsea center back one uh they could have gotten Antonio Rudiger. Um and at the time Kiel. about ninety-nine out of a hundred people would have said you would have gotten the better signing. Mm. Although Christensen has. I, I I agree with you for a for a free one. signing. Andreas Christensen has been absolutely lights out for Barcelona. Uh, So great, great value. But I'm just saying that, yeah, I I think that is one of those instances where them having to, I wouldn't say shoestring it, Mm. uh, with them having to balance the whole financial thing that was going on and whatnot, uh, that obviously worked out in their favor. It's also a testament to Xavi um, being able to actually coach. True. Being able to actually show, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think still, you'd have most people want to grab Antonio Rudiger over. Um, e- even though I would say maybe Christensen, you could even say Christensen's had the better season. I don't know.
0: Yes, yes, um, yes, yes But it's, yes. it's
1: an interesting thought. You can. Ederson
0: Militon, Ederson Militon alaba, that's been the, the bet yep. a lot of times. And then Militon, if he's focused, he's the best defender of Real Madrid. Mm. So, let's yeah. see. Let's wait and see. But if we're mentioning a lot about the La Liga… Just wanna give a shout to the Bundesliga too because there's a title okay. race right there. And as I said, Tedin so Terzic is an absolute fantastic Terzic is a fantastic manager. Yes, they didn't yeah. beat Bayern. That come on, they have a bold mm. team, but they beat Union Berlin now, and that was a substitution. Five minutes in, Mukoko comes in, right call. He goes right to Terzic and he hugs them. So that's what I gotta say. The involvement of the yeah. manager, he's key. <laughs> and,
1: and I was thinking I was thinking about this because I was showing defeat. I felt defeatist after uh last week after Byron won uh, the the yeah. um and and I thought about it. I said, you know, yeah Bo well, Byron's tripped up multiple times this season against much lesser opposition mm-hmm. um so I convinced myself over this past week, uh, mm. leading up to the episode of uh, hundredth episode. Yes, this uh, is not over just because Bayern has a two-point lead. This yes. is not over. Bayern's got a massive, massive Manchester City uh, behemoth waiting on the horizon for them. Um, and they don't have the depth yet that I think Thomas Tuchel wants. So when it comes down to it, I am going to say Dortmund still does have a chance. The issue, and the bigger the bigger issue here, is do I feel comfortable saying that Dortmund could actually win their way out um, of their remaining Bundesliga fixtures. And that I think is a little bit tough because they've still been kind of on and off right now. Um, and I, I want to see it happen. I want to see a fight to the end here uh, because everything else seems to be opening up except for the Premier League.
0: I could see uh, a fight but... to the end. I could see a fight to the end. And I I hope you're mentioning, right. Bayern, mentioning Bayern, I want to say with Bayern Munich, my take is in this part, and I really think it's fucked right there, people. Mm. Bayern Munich with Thomas Tuchel are going to have the two of the best centre backs in the world with Upamecano mm. and Matthias de Ligt. No yeah. doubt of what I'm saying right now. Okay, I have like because de Ligt and Upamecano's involvement offensively has been immense with Thomas Tuchel now mm. in his arrival. Okay, I can see it. The way leaked took initiative and had a golazo against Freiburg. Yeah. More to come. Leader mentality, and Upamecano will improve too with that. So I wanted to give a big credit with three centre backs, Upamecano and De Ligt, they're right there. Oh my! God. Yeah. that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So that's, yeah, my that was shout. that's my shout. That was an
1: absolute. That was an absolute rocket. <laughs> um and waterfalls. But but listen, if you if you're gonna talk to the uh talk about the Bundesliga, I have to talk about Syria pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um Napoli is obviously on their way to shoring it up. They're back to winning in Syria. Uh now they've got the Champions League to to face ahead. Um and I'm looking down, and obviously the fight is for second, third, fourth, fifth. It's for the big Champions League spots, right? Um and and what am I looking at? I'm watching and I've seen it. I've been watching the results. And Maurizio Sarri's mm-hmm. uh, Lazio has now consolidated second place. They are Ooh. now in second place. I believe they have five points. Um, now, Juve, if they didn't get the deduction, they'd probably be up there. But listen, Maurizio Sarri, when we think about, like, Inter, and we think about, you know, you got Lukaku, you got Lautaro, you got Barella. We think about Juve, we can name all their players. We think about AC Milan, you can name all their players. You think about Roma, we can certainly name Jose Mourinho. You think about Saris Lazio, and you can name Ciro Immobile, uh, Ciro Immobile and you could probably name Sergei Milinkovic Savic, mm-hmm. and maybe Luis Alberto. But beyond that, I don't think people realize that in second place, Lazio have not finished second place, or higher, in Syria in over two decades. Oof. Since 1999-2000, when I believe they won the Scudetto, and I believe they had players on their team. Okay, you ready for this? 1999-2000 Lazio, Pippo and Zagi. You had, uh, let's see, you had Diego Simeone. Oh, you had yeah. Juan Sebastian Veron, You oh. had the late Sanisa Mihailovic, the, the Serbian king. Okay? You had Marcelo Salas. the the Chilean freak of nature, you know, up top. Um, They had some absolutely massive players. And then you contrast that to this second-place team. And Maurizio Sarri, uh, the chain-smoking man that he is, deserves (laughs) a, a whole lot more credit for what he has done with them. He has beaten Roma twice this season. He's beaten Juve. He's beaten Inter. He's beaten AC Milan. He's beaten Atalanta. He's done everything uh, that he can do to give them possibly their best finish in over 20 years. And, I mean, beyond Immobile, you're talking about a defense, the best defense in Serie A right now. One goal conceded less than who we know is at the top, and that's Napoli. And you're talking about Alessandro Romagnoli. You're talking about Casale and Lazari and Hysaj. Uh, you're not—these th- players— probably don't resonate with anybody that's listening right now unless you are a Lazio fan or you follow Serie A religiously. So I just got to say, you know, Maurizio sorry, I joked before about bringing Maurizio Sarri back to Chelsea, but you should never necessarily just kick someone to the curb because he doesn't necessarily do well uh, in a league once or twice. Well, and Unai Emery coming back from Villarreal to Aston Villa is exactly that personified sure. so um Very kudos good. to lazio fans right now um it's going to be fun to watch that second to fifth or second to sixth place um in that in that remaining race because let's be honest napoli is winning this thing napoli <laughs> is winning this
0: thing big and it's let's see if they win in the champions it. league because now i'm hyped up to see those matches with a similar oh my gosh after that after oh my those gosh. results but you're mentioning yeah, big manager with saghi I want to give a bit of a Portuguese bias, maybe, but a big match mm. happened here in Portugal mm. that Benfica lost at home to Porto. And the reason why that happens is because of Sergio Conceição, the manager of Porto. Sergio Conceição, the manager of Porto, is one of the best managers in the world. I'll say this, okay? Against wow. Sporting, against Benfica, like the, with the resources he has, he's always competitive. He wins titles. He gives guarantees to the Porto fans and he understands the Porto culture. Serie A teams are all going to be hunting him. Juve, Inter, Ace Milan, any any uh, Serie A team will improve with Sérgio Conceição, okay? The record that he has of Sérgio Conceição against Sporting and Benfica is ridiculous with 37 games, 20 wins. So, he wins. Mm. <laughs> so uh, he wins more than he loses against Sporting and Benfica. And just oh, with yeah. Benfica, Sergio Cicero's record, just with Benfica is 16 games, 10 wins, 3 draws, and 3 defeats. That is yeah. bold for Porto to do that. And he respects the culture of the club. And that is so important. And then, Vitina's come up. Fabio Silva's come up. You got Otavio. Otavio. Yeah a Key player for Porto, and I'm gonna say he's gonna be a legend for Porto too. So, mm. I want to give a huge credit to and Costa, too, goalkeeper, the goalkeeper oh, that every top team in the world would love to have, 23 years old, as it seems. As it, seems no, as it seems that they want to have. So, <laughs> I wanted to give that hey. credit to Porto because it's a lot of Benfica that deserve two to talk, but Porto's going doing good things,
1: and it takes a real manager to send your son packing, right?
0: Just kidding. <laughs> to Ajax, uh, of all uh, to places. To Ajax, of course. For five million. And, uh,
1: <laughs> and I, I think he is, I wouldn't say he's starting to break through, but he is starting to see a little more time, which is good to see, even though Ajax deserves. might actually lose this thing. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I saw that stat on on his his record. I mean, his record against the top three, but I guess we have to start adding, uh, adding Braga to that list because yep. Braga is still having a, a flipping phenomenal season. No, Braga is a top team. I was looking there. Braga is a top team. Listeners
0: at home, please, if you play FIFA, play anything, play FM, go check the Braga squad to sign some players. You literally can sign quality (laughs) there. Like Ricardo Huerta, he just signed an extension, 30 million release clause until 2028. The top goal scorer in Braga's history, he's signing Penn. He's staying at the club. He believes in the project and that PSG investment for, to get 20%, I think, more or less, of the club. Yep. Ooh, yeah, Prague Champions League football. Big signings will come. PZ and Bruma were signed in January, too. So this is a project okay. that is very interesting. But for me, I'm Ruben Amuri. I love. If we talk Portugal, I'll, I'll end up talking Ruben Amuri. But I just want to mention, old, old firm Derby happened. And oh, it yeah. was a three-two win from Celtic, and whoo, Jota, <laughs> Jota from Celtic. He's a legend in the making well, at Celtic. Twenty-four years old, eleven goals and ten assists in the league for Celtic. He's the reason I mean, why. come
1: on. If you're gonna tout nation, you know, if you're gonna tout a Portuguese man, I gotta tout then Cameron Carter-Vickers because my goodness, <laughs> I mean, he went from being a uh, you know a lone army type. For Tottenham uh, to finding himself a home, and I mean a big home uh, at Celtic Park uh, with Celtic. Celtic will go on; they'll win this thing. um, And Cameron Carter-Vickers has been right at at center back. I hope to see him more with with the uh, U.S. team, uh, but we'll see. Yes, no doubt though. What'd you say? Jota has like twenty, eleven 11 goals, goals, 10 assists. Yeah. He's, he's been great. He's been absolutely great. And I love, I love the way big Ange runs, runs um, Celtic. It almost makes me wish that Steven Gerrard was still the coach of Rangers because he, he could have gone through some lumps. He could have taken some steps forward managerially um, by continuing to uh, coach through after they, they won back the SPFL um, under his watch at Rangers. I would have loved to have seen him stayed there. I think. He took Villa too soon. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to shout out that, the last shout out that I got here, because I think we have to, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are looking at Vincent Company as maybe someone that could maybe take a step up. But I think, and I want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. I want to see Vincent Company follow Burnley because he earned them promotion, uh, one of the fastest promotions on record in the championship with seven matches remaining. Um, he did it with a comp- incredibly young core and one that wasn't quite Nottingham Forest loan dependent, but it was still very loan dependent. You're talking guys from Manchester city that he had scouted previously when he was at Anderlecht guys like Taylor Harwood Bellis. Okay. Um, You also have Nathan Tella from Southampton. Who's been absolutely ridiculous for him. And then you also have guys that he has brought in from the Belgian pro league. Um, that he saw when he was at Anderlecht, Anastasia Rory and Vitinho. But Burnley, they're back only, what, 320 days after their actual relegation? Mm -hmm. And this is a Burnley that is not playing the same Sean Dyche football of yesteryear. This is not bunker ball. This is fluidity. This is uh, very much, uh, I've watched Pep and I've watched every person that I've ever, you know, been influenced by as a player. Um, and I have turned them into one of the more dominant uh, championship squads in England. So uh, I'm not going to necessarily say that I'm going to be a Burnley fan next season, but they are the first ones that have booked their promotion. And my goodness, um, they have done so in, with class. Oh, and by the way, one of their top loan players that they brought in, mm. Chelsea kid, <laughs> Ian Matson. Yes. And Matson has been absolutely phenomenal, probably the best fullback in the entire championship. Um, I am so, so ex- uh, excited to see whether or not these guys actually get an opportunity to do so again uh, when the Premier League rolls around uh, for the first time in 320 days. Cool. Um, but Burnley, congratulations. More importantly, Vincent Company. Um, I think it can be said. That uh he along with Xabi Alonso, um those are the guys that used to play football, that had legendary status at their clubs, that are actually really doing well right now and really succeeding and taking their lumps and learning along the way. And I'm excited to see Vincent Company's trajectory as a coach.
0: Great masterminds we'll completely. I yeah. did the company, Chabi Alonso, it's lo- fantastic, fantastic yeah, to man. see. And my last shout here in episode one hundred. It's it's it'll be ironic for a lot of people to say I'm a Messi hater, but in episode oh. 100 right now, click in the link in bio. I'm obviously going to talk about Messi. That has 1000 1000 glo- club goal contributions. 1000 glo- co- club club co- I, I can't even say it. 1000 club contributions. goal contributions that he yeah. does it at PSG right now. That this season Messi has 36 goals, 23 assists, and he won the World Cup in the middle of all this. This is one of the most historic seasons in football, if we see it. But, you it, know, it's not, it's not historic. It's, it's historic as Argentina <laughs> did it in December. But I'm going to say it's historic because he's 35 years old and he's got mm-hmm. 30 hey, – Messi – is 35 years old and he's got 58 goal involvements. He's in the discussion yeah. next to Mbappé with 52 and Erling Haaland with 50. 35 years old. That's why. And, like, Messi is unbelievable. unbelievable. And, and the man is still getting whistled at Parc des Princes, right? What? what? Um, Messi was whistled? Hey, yeah,
1: not, not against Nice, but the game before that, uh, when they lost to Lyon, um, he apparently he was whistled. Whistle that B- PSG um, is an I-
0: inevitable rebuild. You know, it's PS- just an inevitable rebuild. Messi will leave, Neymar will leave, Mbappe will leave, Zaid yeah. Emery's there, Nuno Minge is there, Vitinha's there. You got you got good young ballers right there. So I hope yeah, PSG and, just invents invests in the youth long term. And if you're gonna
1: win the Champions League, um and, and you can't do it with the aforementioned Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, uh at least, I don't know, bring back Moussa Diaby or something, right? Mm. I mean, that guy is lights out right now. There's there's, uh, there's a myriad of players you could have brought back uh, that would give you the depth and also not strain the FFP bill if there is such a thing for PSG. Um, but I'm going to say it again. If PSG wants to ever win a Champions League, I believe that they do need to retain Christophe Gaultier, mm-hmm. and I do believe that they need to retain Luis Campos no. because they need continuity. And I, But here's what I'm going to say. Uh, based on the fact that they're whistling Lionel Messi, my guess is that uh, PSG fans do not believe that. They They do not believe that. I I believe it from a footballing side of things, but I don't think it it will ever be be kept. Um, So uh, whoever gets Galtier next is going to be a happy person.
0: That's all I'll say about that. I I don't know if I'm with you with Galtier. I've seen some (laughs) remarks at Nice of uh, how he deals with players and stuff like that. I am not – tactically-wise, Galtier can be a genius, and I think Luis Kempch would appoint someone like that because he understand, understands football in a deep way. But, mm, no, they, I don't know. They, 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 did, some,
1: they did, did some good things at Lille. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, Lille, um, yes. I just – I said Nice. I said Nice time, yeah. not the no, Lille. No, no, I understand. That was, that was but, pretty pretty impressive.
1: Right, but Nice fans did kind of goad him. Um, they did have, you know, derogatory – things said about him. They did whatever. And yes, he should have a thicker skin. Uh, but yes, what almost got his head taken off um, at this most recent game. Uh, apparently he went up and gave a sarcastic thumbs up to the, the Nice fans uh, <laughs> after winning that game against them. And uh, the Nice fans literally had to be held back, including some players I think had to be held back um, from going up to Gaultier. Um, so yeah, uh, but, then, but then, but then again, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying Gaultier is Jose Mourinho, but come on. I mean, all managers that have whatever, uh, uh, th- th- they have not some the issues level. with certain players. Oh, sorry, sorry. Not, not, <laughs> not the same level, but he's, he's done some things without being PSG's coach uh, that nobody else um, you mm-hmm. know, in Ligon has necessarily
0: done. So well, as far
1: as Ligon goes, uh, Galtier is, I think, cream of the Crop still.
0: I like Zayed Emery. That's what, that's what I. That's what I. I, I yeah. like Zayed Emery being there, and hopefully they'll play a lot more PSG academy prospects. But if you're listening, we it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah we well, well,
1: well, last thing before you say, if you're listening to it right now, I just gotta say we barely talked about it, but very mm-hmm. clearly we got Champions League fixtures this week. We got Ooh. some mouthwatering Europa League fixtures this week. So please put your predictions down below because. Um, uh, this is going to be fun. This is, I mean, come on, Chelsea, Real Madrid on Wednesday, Manchester City, Bayern Munich on Tuesday, Benfica, Inter on Tuesday. Um, so there is so much to look forward to this week. Um, and my goodness, you think you know uh, Lionel Messi just had his a thousand a thousandth goal contribution. Do you think we'll ever make it to a thousand episodes? I think so. I think Ooh. so.
0: FC, I think uh, FC. I'll Wonder kid will get to a hundred episodes, a thousand 1, episodes, a hundred percent. Okay, a hundred percent. And I know. Let's see for the future, yeah. but I, it might be yeah. a, another other podcast getting more episodes and definitely counting all of them. A thousand's easy. Yeah. We'll let, We'll have to go bold. So people, if we you're will. listening until now, do not forget to like this video. It's a huge help for me and Brendan. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for going bold until now.